You're listening to Nowhere to Run with Chris White on the Revelations Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome to Nowhere to Run. Thank you for tuning into the show. However it is that you found it, I'm super glad that you did. If you have any questions about anything at all, you can go to my website, which is Nowhere to Run Radio. Com. On the far right, you'll see a contact button, or you can just email me directly. It's nowhere to run radio. Nope, well, no, it's not. It's nowhere to run 1984 at gmail.com. Also, on the website, you can sign up for the newsletter there, and that will also give you an update every time a new show happens. On the right, if you enter your email address in there, you'll see uh, advertisement there for the Politics of Religion Conference, which will be in Fort Wayne, Indiana, April 1st and 2nd. Russ Dizdar is going to be there. Uh, Tom uh, or Mike and I from Verse by Verse Bible Teaching, otherwise known as Tom Bionic, and Dr. Future will be there. Also, Chris Pinto, the filmmaker, and Andrew Hoffman, the author, are all going to be there. And that is, again, April 1st and 2nd. Go to the website, thepoliticsofreligion.com, for more information about that stuff. You'll also see links to Verse by Verse Bible Teaching, Stop Sleep Paralysis, my Twitter, my Facebook, DVD track, The 2012 Deception, the Guide for New Christians, uh, Destiny Lab, Hendersonville Vaccine Awareness Network, the Full Armor of God podcast, the Zeitgeist Challenge, the Frank and Chris Show Archives, the Scripture Memory Podcast, the Fox's Book of Martyrs, read by myself, and the David Guzik Audio Archive. Um, you know, quick note about the David Guzik Audio Archive. I just can't recommend that enough if you're MP3 junkies like myself and you're uh, new or old believer, it really doesn't matter. I just really can't recommend that enough to really start to listen to good, solid Bible teaching. Verse-by-verse verse Bible teaching is what I prefer because it, it really makes it hard for them to get off doctrinally. So usually if somebody's going verse-by-verse verse through something, it's you can be pretty sure that they've got at least not heretical doctrine. But uh, if you want to see the verse-by-verse verse people that I recommend, you can go to my website, verse-by-verseBibleTeaching.com. Dot com And you can see on the right side, more verse-by-verse -verse Bible teachers. But David Guzik is a guy that I love to go through a book with, chapter-by-chapter. Uh, chapter. You know, a lot of people tell me sometimes that they're reading through the book, the, the Bible, you know, Genesis to Revelation, and they're, they've made it so many times through or whatever. And I think that is amazing. I, I've never done that myself. I've, I've probably read everything in the Bible one time or another, but I've never never gone from Genesis to Revelation. And I think that's great, but I think that at some point it's like, okay, well now let's just pick a book or, and really, really get after it, you know? The first time you go through a book like that with somebody that can really teach, and I think that's the great thing about the internet nowadays, is we can find literally, literally the best, most genius teachers out there, the most gifted teachers. And... You know, we can get all their their audio for free. I mean, that's never been able to be done in, in in the history of the world. So, so anyway, what I recommend doing is just picking a book. If you're a new believer, particularly something in the New Testament, just pick one out and go see if, uh, like David Guzik has uh, a verse by verse study of it. Just go chapter by chapter with it, and the first chapter you'll be like, "Wow, I had no idea that there was that much in that chapter." You know, it's great to read the Bible. But when you read it, you'll get a lot out of it. But if you read it and then go through it slowly, sort of chewing on the verses, like like Psalm one talks about, you know, meditating on the on the on the law of the Lord, day and night, and that person is like a a tree planted between two rivers of water, 
you know, this, this fruitful tree that bears fruit in its season. I mean, that, that really meditating on it is, is possible when you are really reflecting on each individual verse. And it really helps to give you a tremendous respect for the Bible when you start to see, I can't believe it, there was this much there. Because it's the subtleties of it that bring out really the flavor. And I think David Guzik does a great job of that. He's not a super technical teacher, but he's always technical when it needs to be. If there's some kind of conflict there or something, he will get technical. But he's such a good uh, natural teacher in that he really helps you to visualize it and understand it. And, and, you know, it'll be right there in your face the whole time. He's not like going, you know, anywhere crazy. He's just right there, what it, what it says, but you're like, I can't believe I missed that. You know, it's right there. So I really recommend him a lot. So also, if you're an MP3 junkie like myself, uh, as I mentioned last, last time, the Russ Dizdar courses are now for free. I've been going through the last few days, Russ Dizdar's course, Freedom Encounters, which is the one where he deals with a lot of stuff about the demonic, how to deal with it, etc. Um, goes into a lot of stuff about multiplicity. And... It is about a 25, 28-hour course, somewhere around there. And it's probably my favorite one. If you if you wanted to know which one to go through, Freedom Encounters is the best. One of the reasons I like it is that it is so informative. And I think it's it should be required learning for everybody in, in terms of discipleship. Even if you're just a conspiracy nerd out there and you don't care anything about anything that, you know, is edifying or, or whatever. It's It's... It will teach you more about conspiracy stuff than you learn through your for your first five years of of, of internet um, conspiracy research. And the thing is, he didn't even he doesn't even try. He's not trying to teach you anything about conspiracy. He's trying to, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to teach people about um, how to deal with a particular aspect of the stuff that he deals with in his field. And it just so happens that in order to understand that, you have to understand quite a bit about things that. You could search around the internet and the conspiracy world on YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, and find nothing as, as informative as this. So Freedom Encounters, I would recommend very much so. If you haven't, you can go to, well, my website, I have it there linked right in the front, which is nowheretorunradio.com on the show that I posted that in the links, which is the February 23rd. You can also go to his website, Shatter the Darkness, and you can see his courses linked on the left side. Some of them are courses, some of them are not there on the left side, but the ones I have linked are all courses. So, recommend that. I recommend David Guzik if uh, if you want to, to be discipled. And that's something I really want to encourage people to do. Don't stop learning. Don't stop learning. Have a thirst for learning. Never, never stop. Don't just be entertained on your MP3 players. Learn about stuff. Learn, if nothing else, about the Bible and uh, find teachers that you really, really like. It may not be David Guzik. Maybe it'll be somebody totally different. But just start learning in that in that way. There's so many promises in the Bible about the person who continues to meditate, continues to stay in the word. It does stuff to you. There's promises. Read the book of Proverbs. I mean, just read a a proverb a day. There's 31 proverbs. You could read one proverb a day for whatever day of the week it is and always have a proverb to read. And you'll find a a ton of promises about reading the Bible. What If you do this, you will get this. If you do this, you will get that other kind of like, hey, you said it, you know, not me. 
but it is such a, a benefit to your life in terms of your spiritual life, if nothing else. But uh, we are promised um, more than that. Okay, so let's look into some of the things that I want to talk about first. Hey, you know, something right off the bat, amazing movie that I saw. I was recommended this by Demas, uh, host on the Revelations Radio Network on our forum that we have of people that uh, are trying to brainstorm about how to, how to, um, I, I guess, affect the, the new age and just the world in general with the gospel and stuff like that. And he mentioned this movie as a potential gospel tract. The only problem is, is that it's a movie that is not freeware, as he puts it. I mean, it's a, it's an actual movie. It was produced in 2003 called, it's from the the Visual Bible series called The Gospel of John. Now, I know they've done other series, but apparently The Gospel of John is like the one that really, really rocks. It's called The Visual Bible, The Gospel of John. And I got to tell you, that movie is the first movie I've ever seen about the life of Christ that didn't, wasn't at all cheesy. It was totally acted brilliantly by everybody involved. Um, the cinematography and everything was like unbelievable. It was just perfect. Scripturally speaking, it was like reading the book of John. I'm not even kidding you. It was like they, I went and read the book of John after that. And I was like, man, that movie helped me to know the book of John better than I've ever done before. It was like the, uh, you know, reading the book of John afterwards was like, hey, wow, this is a perfect match. They, theologically speaking, great movie. I sent, I, I actually um, g- did burn a copy of this for my grandfather, who is really, really sick right now and probably not got a whole lot longer to, to, to go and not really 100% sure about where he is and all this situation. And it burned that in a lot of other movies and stuff like that. Reports are really good about that but if you want to continue to pray for him it surely would be appreciated you know i really i really think that your prayers on that regard really would make a difference by the way so please continue to pray for him i know he's in a lot of uh uh, pain and really just there's some confusion issues going on there and so i just encourage you to pray for him he really could use it and i really appreciate you uh, taking the time to do that if you if you do right now even to to pause it i would really appreciate it just finished a project. The prophecy project is totally done, intellectually speaking. Anyway, it's 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 put together as far as the presentation and and the movie is more or less put together. I do have some production stuff to do, recording the audio, etc., which is always a uh, a difficult thing to do. You would think that would be easy for me to do to sit down and record audio, but it's always the most frustrating part of everything that, I, that of the movie making process. For whatever reason, recording the audio and trying to get it right and not stumble on words and stuff is very, very difficult. But anyway, the Prophecy Project is completed intellectually speaking, and it's months and months and months of research finally done, and I'm really glad that it is. But I am glad to have a head full of knowledge about prophecy stuff, as opposed to a head full of knowledge about completely useless information. And... One thing about that, I've also got another project coming out about debunking and the scriptural basis for it and how to do it and just everything about it, and that is going to also be turned into a movie, but neither one of those projects will be actually out where you can see them until after April 1st. They're going to both be released on April 1st, 
because I'm waiting for the conference because both of those are presentations I'll be doing at the conference. So, so yeah, so still three weeks out before any of those will, will be seen. And actually, the great thing about that is that I've, it for the first time ever, because I've had a limit to when I can release it, this whole time has been me taking my time with the research, taking my time with the production, taking my time making sure everything is good. I'm really I'm really planning on from here on out making an effort to make the production value good enough that it can be um you know that it's not dismissed based on the production value that it can it can reach more people because it's it's in a better format. So so it's really been great to have the extra time and especially now that I have to really clean it up for for video purposes without going into any more details, sort of boring stuff. Those things will be both be released April 1st and 2nd. Okay, a few other things of importance here. One is that I did some video interviews with Charles Cooper and Alan Kirshner, both uh, that write for the uh, Pre-Wrath Institute there, Charles Cooper being a really articulate uh, speaker, as well as Alan Kirshner being a great scholar in his own right. Both of them uh, approached the Pre-Wrath view from a very scholarly perspective. I had an opportunity to go to talk to both of them and do an inter interview, video interview with both of them. And the intention was to use these this video interviews with these video interviews with them for podcast purposes, and then also to use the the film for the film that I'm making. Just sort of chop them up and intersperse them in the film that I was making. It ended up that I went another direction as far as the way that I was going to present the information. It it just it was going to take at least an hour and a half for me to present the information in a rapid-fire uh, way. And I think that it, adding the commentary from them was going to end up making it uh, just too long of, of a production. So I just scrapped that whole outline altogether and really went for a more point-by-point -point outline. And so as a result, I have these two completed interviews with Alan Kirshner and Charles Cooper that I don't know what to do with. And they're both on my, uh, what is it, Vimeo account. And so I haven't, I was going to put the audio for, as an audio on this program, and right now I'm not sure exactly what I'm going to do. I think, tentatively speaking, what I'll probably do is put together a pre-wrath media website where I will have all this stuff available, my, my presentation. I want to do some more things, particularly... Trent, uh, take a lot of another guy's work, Albert Sharpie, who has done some really great PowerPoint presentations, and I think I may just turn those into movies for him so people can have more video media to understand some concepts that he brought forth in those in those PowerPoint presentations that a lot of people may not get unless it's in a video. So I'm going to contact him about producing some more of uh, more videos for him. So. But right now, I just wanted to mention that for anybody out there that is looking for more information about uh, the pre-wrath stuff. I've actually been blown away the last few weeks. I've been doing these live uh, sessions on GoToMeeting with Charles Cooper, where he's teaching people through verse by verse through the book of Revelation. And I just am 
jonesing to let people hear this stuff. It is such a good commentary, so level-headed commentary of Revelation. I'm just... And and if anybody's out there that knows, it's kind of hard to get really good verse-by-verse stuff from a pre-wrath perspective. And I was just so blown away at the, the continuity of the book of Revelation and how it just really makes um, sense when you look at it with its natural, customary sense. And, and uh, I, I have been recording those MP3s. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to contact him a little later on to see if... I can release those MP3s or if he has any plans to take those PowerPoints that he's doing live and to turn them into videos or something like that because it is such phenomenal information. I want to get it out to people. So that's why I sort of have this idea of a pre-wrath media outlet. But all that to say that if you're interested in it, I'll put links to these two interviews that I did, one with Charles Cooper and one with Alan Kirshner. And you can watch them on Vimeo, my Vimeo account. You can probably just type Chris White in Vimeo or, or whatever and see them there. So, two other things, basically. This is about help that I need in regards to two websites, 2012, the, the 2012deception.net and the Zeitgeist Challenge websites. Both need independent webmasters, people that can really take them under their wing, and I really need to, to partner with somebody in that sense to, to take... Um, both of them. Let's say the 2012 deception first. I need somebody out there that understands the 2012 stuff enough and is passionate about it to some extent and also has some familiarity with WordPress. But the main thing there is producing content. And I don't care if you're getting other 2012 debunking related information and posting small blogs on it or if you're producing the content writing research pieces about 2012 debunking lord knows somebody needs to write one about this this pole shift business in the airport nonsense that people keep talking about let me talk about that real quick um all of a sudden every news story i saw this on like the local news they started talking about how they were the the polls uh, because of the poles shifting, the airports had to start changing their signs around. Okay? And so everybody, oh my gosh, it's true. 2012 is true. The poles are shifting. The magnetic poles are shifting. What did I tell you? I told they were shifting. Now the airports are having to, to do this, this, this thing. But this is what they're not telling you. Is it, And I explain this really well if you ever get a chance to see the Greg Braden debunked movie. Because he has this theory that we are approaching what he calls zero point magnetics and so he says that we're going to be at the zero point magnetics in the same other time that you know without going into too much detail he's saying that the magnetic poles are going down to what he calls zero point and in a sense that's true you can look at the geological uh history of this for uh, in terms of billions of years okay this is something that is like mapped out through ice cores and stuff like that to an incredibly impeccable degree over billions of years always up down up down up down up down up down up down but the thing is you're looking at a, a billion year time chart there now every time it gets down to zero indeed the poles do flip magnetic poles flip and they have flipped on and off again for literally billions of years now the problem with what he's saying there is that even if we were, it, there's no indication that we are actually in a free fall right now. I mean, it could be just go, just as easily go back up. There's no rhyme or reason to the up or down um, things. If you look at this chart, it seems basically random. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason to it. 
so we can't really tell if we're actually in the free fall that will bring us down to zero right now. But assuming that we are in that free fall, uh, it would still take like somewhere around a thousand years. If we were in the fastest rate that we could possibly fall right now, we were headed for the bottom. And remember, it only it only flips when you get to the bottom zero. Let's call it zero point. Um, it only flips when you get there. And even if we were right now, based on where we are right now on the scale, if we were in absolute freefall, it would still take somewhere around a thousand years. I mean, six hundred, seven hundred years, something like that. We're talking at you know the sap, the thousand year mark is what it would take at the fastest. Now, what the what started happening? Now, listen, what what we've been going through this whole time because of this is we've been going the if you look at like the rate since like. Um, you know, 40 years ago, the magnetic poles have slowly been um, changing. I mean, it's constantly moving. It's not like, oh my gosh, all of a sudden it moved. What happened with the airports and the whole thing that they're showing on the news is just what has to happen all the time anyway. I mean, because it's been consistently moving for, and it will always consistently move. And for billions of years, it's never stayed in one place. It's always been consistently in flux. Um, that's why airports who airport runways are based on, you know, north and south magnetic north and south. So just, you have to change them over time. It's just something that you have to do. The only thing that has changed internet is that, uh, the media just started telling you that the airports are changing their, their things because the poles are shifting. That's it. That's all that's changed and nothing else is different. But anyway, now that I've said that, calming down, the 2012 website needs somebody that is maybe not that passionate, but passionate enough about it and then that, that knows how to work WordPress and that can write about it. It maybe even wants to promote it to an extent, you know, maybe go on a website and say, hey, here's a 2012, um, you know, answer to your question or post it on a form. I don't, I don't know. Just do something with it. The reason I ask this is because the 2012 website is one of my uh, most popular websites and I don't do anything with it. I don't have any interest in posting on it. I mean, I've had some guest uh, bloggers and stuff like that because I just am not a blogger. I, I just don't. Um, and it's, it's, there's probably a way to use it as an evangelistic tool so I just need the right person. And if you feel like you're the right person, just apply for the job. It's totally a not paying job. It's just it's just a way to have a ministry of sorts. So if you're interested in it, it sounds like something you could do, please contact me. Similarly, I need a person of exactly that description for the Zeitgeist Challenge. The Zeitgeist Challenge website, as you know, is offering a thousand dollars. Anybody that can uh that can Take the Zeitgeist Challenge and win, basically to prove what the movie Zeitgeist said in regards to Jesus is true. Here's a little hint: it's impossible to do. Uh, you can't you can't take the Zeitgeist Challenge and win. It's impossible. It's it's just not possible to win the Zeitgeist Challenge. But um, it is still one of the most popular websites that I have, and especially since the David Icke movie has been doing really well. It mentions the Zeitgeist Challenge, and so a lot more activity has been going on over there. And I need somebody to not just that, that knows Zeitgeist, the Zeitgeist Challenge ideas, has, has knows how to 
look up the claims because I haven't yet received anybody that has done the challenge or, or attempted to do the challenge the way that I've asked uh, anybody to do or even close to anything. Most people just post, you can look at there on the site, you know, they'll just post links. All you have to do is go see that link. There's the answer to the like, guy's challenge. Where's my money? You know, um, but, and the link will be like some YouTube video where somebody's like, Jesus was the same as Horus. Dun, 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 dun. Some music's going on in the background. It's like, that's the end. But, uh, no, um, anyway, the thing is that I, I have seen somebody sent me the other day uh, in a conversation they were having with somebody. Uh, somebody had sent them what what appeared to be they actually intended to do it in the same format of answering the Zeitgeist challenge, and they did a really good job with it. I mean, uh, obviously they they looked for the ones that was a closest match, which was only a few, and added a whole bunch that were not even on there because they did have answers for them. So they took things the Zeitgeist never said. And and anyway, long story short, there is going to be that kind of stuff, and I need people to. Um, you know, deal with them when they come in, you know, look at them, do, write a rebuttal if necessary, just to take it under their wing, if you will, and do with it whatever they think needs to be done. Obviously, a ton of stuff on both of those sites, the 2012 and Zeitgeist Challenge website, need to be, you know, stuff needs to happen. More links need to be happened. Link all the Zeitgeist debunking stuff. I haven't looked at the, who's debunking Zeitgeist in, in two and a half years or something like that. Who knows if those links are dead? I mean, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. I need somebody to to revive these popular websites and to to take them under the wing. Okay, so said that I've got here a interview or this is an, isn't an interview, this is a testimony of a guy named Ivan that I'm about to play. And this was on Gaz's program, The New Age Deception on the Revelations Radio Network. He's also got a blog and you can find that in the Revelations Radio Network um blogs which is to the right if you go to the website. Um, Ivan is a really great guy. Um, I've talked to Ivan, and Ivan has been really, in a lot of ways, my right-hand man. He has helped me with a lot of things um, since we've been in contact with one another. He's a brilliant uh, artist. He has done. He actually did the logo for the Revelations Radio Network, but he's, a, he's an animator. He's a really brilliant guy, and he's helped with videos he made the uh fox's book of martyrs videos he made the recent video about the origin of the 2012 uh theories and and all kinds of stuff that he's done for me he's just been about as good of a of a person you could ever want to have to to help and really he's the only guy that I've ever really um well besides um Luke who uh, did the video about reiki and stuff like that and uh, he's he's always busy because he's a super rock star or whatever. But uh, anyway, so Ivan's a really great guy. And here is his testimony. It was just so powerful. I was listening to it the other day in, in the supermarket and was just so uh, just praising God there in the supermarket. And it was a really great story. And I also want to, as you're listening this, to this, if you have a similar testimony or any kind of testimony, it doesn't have to be as dramatic as Ivan's, any kind of testimony about anything like this, send it to Gaz, who uh, is is compiling all this information. You can go to his website, thenewagedeception.net. I think it's it may just be newagedeception.net, not, not a the. Check it out on the Revelations Radio Network. But um, but send him your testimony. Contact him. Tell him you know work with him about the best way to get your testimony to him, whether it's written or whether it's audio, like the one Ivan did here. 
And um, I just really encourage you to to check it out. I think Ivan's story is going to be similar to a lot of the stories out there that you may have out there, you know, his, his story out of the um, occult and things like that. Anyway, listen to Ivan, and I'll talk to you briefly and remind you of some stuff on the other side, and I'll talk to you in a minute. Hi, my name is Ivan, and I've been the Lords for a little over a year now. I got into the NWO when I was 19, so I'm 23 now, kind of a short adventure. But before all that, I was I was raised in um, in a Protestant house, although my dad was Catholic. I went to a Protestant church on most Sundays, um, so I, I kind of took God's existence for granted. But outside of like those mechanical prayers you say before meals and before you go to bed, I I I, I wouldn't really pray very much. I remember being very interested in psychic phenomena when I was young, like maybe around nine, ten years old. Even in Sunday school, I'd tell some of the other kids that, oh, you can see auras and, and create cyballs with your hands and stuff, like manipulating energy like in Dragon Ball. But it was all really just you know, tricks, nothing, nothing real to it. I wasn't a psychic or anything, but it was an interest that was sparked rather early. Um, but in high, in high school, I put all that aside like religion included, all the psychic stuff, and I just sort of started developing myself as life's chief end. You know, I thrived on praise, and although I looked humble outside, from the outside it was all really fake. Like, I soaked in every compliment, and I wasn't really interested in relationships with with girl, girls, girlfriends or anything, but I, I would use that to sort of feed my ego. Although when I was around 18, after high school, I had hit a very dark point in my life. It was just like a year of, of gloom and, and depression, and it wasn't like anything had happened necessarily. I mean, a few things had happened, but I they were just sort of blown out of proportion. It was just a really dark time for me. I'd, I'd often break into tears randomly, and it was around this time also that uh, a bit later that I got the book from Disinfo. Everything you know is a lie, which started me down the whole NWO path thing. Um, when I first heard of the Bohemian Grove, uh, it, it really rattled me, and like from there it was very easy to slip into the New Age. I, I got into Alan Watt, who, although I found him very depressing at the time, I also found him like comforting in a weird way. Maybe it was his accent or something, or like the rhythm at which he talked. Uh, but it was, yeah, I would just tune into his show every day. And I also got into Michael Desarian and Greg Braden. And I was listening to all this other stuff and putting it into practice, like applying it, uh, <laughs> chasing rain clouds away, although I'm sure that was just coincidence. Um, I was healing mysteriously occurring toothaches. It's quite suspicious. And I'm a bit embarrassed to say this, but I also got Orgon, or Orgon. I bought Orgone, and I started putting it in places. Um, I also got into trans meditation, like the vibrational meditation type things, and eventually had what I guess is or was a Kundalini experience, where you have this sort of weird energy traveling up from the base of your spine, and I was like, whoa, I was chasing experiences, and I get told by people that I have a good aura, that I manipulate energy well, and just all kinds of weird stuff that would happen to, to really boost my ego. It was Grant Morrison, 
that also got me interested into magic, you know, with a K, doing sigil stuff. Not not very much, but it was more than what I should really have done at all. Uh, I'd, I'd read up on Thelemic principles, I'd, like, I'd read all that Crowley stuff, um, and, you know, Michael Tessarian had convinced me that Crowley was just had a bad reputation, that Helena Blavatsky was just, like, misunderstood. Um, I'd read things about ancient civilizations, uh, which perhaps also got their root from those Vedic texts in Hinduism. Um, I read Conversations with Aliens, which I now just believe to be channeled information. I just ate all that stuff up. And at this point, just to show, like, the kind of depravity I descended to, I, I was, like, I was having homosexual encounters. I was, I was putting myself out on pornographic websites, just sort of extricating worship from strangers. And it was just, like, really, really vile, vile, vile. And I thank God from, from removing me from all that. Because, I mean, that was the kind of demonic pride, demonic vanity that that felt Satan. So anyway, eventually I I'd heard on Michael Tessarian's forum about this Christian guy who had he had a beef with apparently and I didn't really know much about it, but it was uh it, w it turned out to be Chris White. But a few weeks later I actually ran into I actually ran into one of Chris's videos and I don't really remember what it was. I think it was something apologetic, but just the idea of someone in the truth movement making a case for Christ, it, it shook me. And I I was familiar with Christianity, of course. I mean, I, I pushed it to the back of my mind. I was no longer sure, really, if there was a God, or if there was, if he was who the Bible said he was, or if he was, if he wasn't actually the bad guy, and the serpent was the good guy. And because, you know, everyone was so wrong about everything else, that maybe people were wrong about God being good and Satan being evil, too. And over the next couple of weeks, it felt like I was carrying an anvil in my heart because I couldn't get my mind off the possibility of, of what if, what if. So I was I was just watching another Christian video one evening, and I don't even know who it was or what it was. I mean, those weeks were just a blur to me. I'd absorbed stuff from Chris, from, from Rest Isdar, from Paul Washer, and all kinds of all kinds of places and it was just sort of weighing me down until I just fell fell down on my knees and, and just wept and everything just flooded out and I acknowledged that he was God and that I was terrible and and I wish I had a greater clarity of mind to describe what happened after that but because there was still a lot of things I didn't know about true re repentance but it just felt like I was a toilet that had been flushed again after a very long time of not being flushed, but there was still like a lot of planning to do. But I can say that that night I stopped. I stopped uh, putting out pornography, and within three weeks, God had dealt with my own pornography watching habits, and it was like in a way that was so real and so powerful. It really sustained me in the coming months, in addition to all the other wonderful things that He was doing in my life. And it was like it was like heaven because I was able to to witness even witness even with without hesitancy it was it was just freeing to be able to talk about Jesus and and private worship and prayer came so easily I'd be like driving in my car and just weeping about how awesome God is 
and the hands of Jesus that like 2,000 years ago fixed a table through those hands all things were created including me he'd formed me and the fact that there was nothing I could hide from him was deeply comforting I, I, mean, I could be real with him and it wasn't I wasn't perfect at all I mean I, w I still had a lot of sin that had to be dealt with but for every every two steps back I'd take he'd like faithfully push me three steps forward and it was just it wasn't easy, and there have been there have been dry periods, but man, he's just been so faithful. And this one year alone, despite my regular failings, it's just I mean, I, this is year one, and I'm going to be looking forward to you know all of eternity with Jesus, and that's just that's just beautiful. Anyway, I should have finished with that, but. Uh, <laughs> Also, there's more, I guess. Um, when I became a Christian, all that occult stuff had to go, obviously. I mean, I, did, I didn't dump it all immediately. Um, it took some time. And, I mean, I didn't have that much paraphernalia to begin with, but I, I did swear it off. And so it wasn't long till you know, the demons came after me, right? Uh, the, the first attack actually was weird. It wasn't scary, I think. I don't know. It was like they were trying to seduce me or something, because it was like this female form. I guess with a kind of yellowish with a weird elongated face like I could see her even though I was on my side I'd waken up on my side and I could see her and she was sort of behind me but I could see her full torso and it was just uh, you know, it was off-putting I don't know if they were incompetent like the, or well what I think is really God had put up a veil there he was protecting me so that what they tried to do it wouldn't work because because after that I, I got like a weird you know the, the pressing on me like a, like a child was sitting on me and it was getting progressively heavy and I don't know it, it's like I, I of course I, I, I called on the name of Jesus and it was gone and but this it wasn't the last time I mean this, these attacks would occur um, I won't say frequently but a few times and I never really felt the intense intense fear that I know is sometimes described I mean it was scary obviously to wake up and not see or see or see what was like or feel these things on you sometimes like because I don't often sleep on my back so sometimes they would rest on my on my head and my head was being pressed pressed into the pillow a bit sometimes I would wake up on my back for whatever reason um, but yeah I mean there was some fear but it was like it was blunted somehow and then one day sometime later I guess this was an this is an attestation to how God is so great I was gonna meet a friend and uh, he's 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 quite oppressed. I mean, he was he's been depressed for a number of years. He tried to commit suicide and and he failed. And he's been living with a lot of pain, a lot of I don't know, it, it was just terrible. And I, I prayed to God on the way there that um, I'd have an opportunity to witness to him. And it was great because like we never really spoke about religion and stuff before, but over pizza he just brought it up and it was great. Uh, I got a chance to talk to him about it. He didn't accept it, but you know while he was at the bathroom, I. I prayed in his room because I knew his room was just like uh, it, it was heavy in there. So, and when I got home later that night, at night in bed, I I uh, was a victim to an attack that's that was more powerful than anything I'd ever experienced before. I mean, I guess I I assumed that it was not my own demons, but the ones that had clung to him after all these years, because his mom was. Uh, a Muslim consulted psychics and and he's just had a lot of heaviness around him his whole life 
and it was weird because this was a lot more hands-on than the previous attacks like they'd grip me by the shoulder and, and, and whisper all kinds of horrible hateful things into my ear that I couldn't even make out like it was sort of like a weird buzzing language but I could tell it was just full of, of, of vitriol and hate and I'd, I'd, I'd be shown things like pictures of myself in a jewel with multiple reflections of myself but it was all dark and stuff uh, I'd have images of, of the Virgin Mary flash before me I don't know why because even though my dad was Catholic I never really subscribed to Catholicism I might have images of, of like gears turning slowly and and all the, all the while I was being tossed around and, and thrown and tumbled and my mind was just a mess eventually I I would be able to gain my my bearing my bearings and and call on Jesus and, and things would it would dissipate and I'd go back to sleep but this would happen a few times whenever I would speak to him about Jesus and um, not just him but I, I'd also meet another person later on who I don't know if he was oppressed so much but he was very heavily into drugs and uh, from what I know his parents also might have seen a UFO or something uh, he played with a Ouija board although he has never described being attacked by demons or anything himself anyway I got attacked by him also and it would just it, w it would never be the same thing twice like sometimes they would grab my genitals or sometimes I'd be wrestled around or I'd see like intense things but it was never so scary or so painful and and I knew to call on Jesus as soon as I could and it would stop so one day I mean this is just recently because like all this has happened within the span of a year so just a few months ago I, I, I asked God and said like you know unless there's something more for me to learn from this if you could just bar them from bothering me like this forever <laughs> And so to this day, like um, I've been free of these attacks, and I continue to remain confident in him. I remember speaking to Chris for uh, Sweat at some point in the middle of these attacks um, during the fall or the summer or something, and and he he told me about the full armor of God, Ephesians six, right? And then you have to wear them continually. It's not something you take off at night or especially at night, and it's 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 just a continual working of faith in him that nothing that happens to you is outside of his will and that all things that all things work together for those who love him and, and that's great so that's my story um, if you're battling sin just you know entrust it to the Lord he will deliver he's been faithful to me and even though like I'm, I still have a lot of problems I trust that he is working on me he's chiseling me to make me more in the image of Jesus and that's that's just great and and we can really trust him to fight all of our battles like sin battles demonic battles you know everything because he you can trust him he's he's got the big arm and 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 you know the demons they they hate us and all but you know it's it it seems to be like an almost from my experience like an almost desperate abandoned hatred like they just can't they're just it's pathetic almost because you know just like one day we'll we'll gaze upon the face of Jesus and see him as he truly is like maybe we'll also get a glimpse of Satan on his way down and, and we'll be all like but this this was the guy you know pretty cool huh
That is Ivan. And again, if you have a testimony of your own that you would like to share with Gaz over there at his website, New Age Deception, please do so. Go to the Revelations Radio Network. You'll find a link to his site there. Contact him. See the best way to get your testimony to him. And, okay, so a few things. Again, reminding you about the uh, David Guzik, the archives there, also the Rust is Dar Freedom Encounters, both of which you can get at my website, nowhere2runradio.com. I'd also recommend the Charles Cooper and Alan Kirshner interviews that you can see there linked if you're interested in learning more about their take on the pre-wrath situation. Also, again, looking for the Zeitgeist Challenge and the 2012 Deception Webmasters, if you want to contact me, you can do so directly at nowhere to run 1984 at gmail.com. Also, the Visual Bible, the Gospel of John. Uh, remember that as well if you get a chance to check that out. And then finally, remember to play, pr pray for my grandfather who could really use your prayers at this uh, time. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Nowhere to Run. You can download all of the archives to this show and others I've done for free at NowhereToRunRadio.com. Your prayers and donations are needed and appreciated. You can partner with me to reach many more people with discipleship, apologetics, and the gospel. Go to Nowhere to Run Radio to help support this ministry. Thanks for your time. <laughs>